We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yes, 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 yes. We're back with another podcast. Another Stick Talk podcast. Oh, this is going to be a juicy one. This is going to be a juicy one. I'm telling you, man. uh, uh, Japan... And the World Cup just went crazy. Uh, Did Germany get robbed? Is there controversy about Germany getting eliminated? Was it something they did earlier in the tournament where the ball was out? But they said, listen, there's a lot to talk about. Welcome back to another Stick Talk podcast. Uh, We got an awesome, awesome sponsor today. Man, we'll we'll speak about Philo in a little bit. Uh, but big ups to them for, you know, powering today's episode. Cristiano Ronaldo got a crazy deal from Saudi Arabia uh, to where this man can almost make a million dollars a day. Would you guys go? Would you guys stay? Would you guys, you know, uh, stay in Europe and continue to break records? Or would you leave for almost a million dollars a day? Look, I'm not no sellout when it comes to money. But if you about to pay me $24,000... $24,000 a day pretty much is what the deal looks like. I'm gone, buddy. $24,000 a day? Hey, yo, can you imagine when your girl's birthday comes around, it's time to go shopping, and you can get her like a 1,000 purses in one day? That's Nah, that's wild, man. This dude is nuts, man. Crazy, 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 crazy offer. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, Japan wins the group. Spain uh is on Portugal side. Now there's a lot to talk about, man. Also, we are going to bring on you guys. It's going to be like a, 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 you know, like a radio show today. Y'all can call in pretty much, give your football takes. Um, and I could tell you right now, if uh, you're listening to the podcast on Apple Music or Spotify, uh, some people have some horrendous takes. For example, one take yesterday, someone told me that Rafael Leao and Fatih could be better than Mbappe and Holland. I nearly choked on that i don't know i don't even know where i was gonna go with that but that one was crazy one thing i will say and i'll start the takes off a little bit crazy and y'all might think i'm wild for this one but this um uh musala how do you say his name musala is his name musala is that I, i don't even know if that's exactly how you pronounce his name but i don't know if i've seen a better ball dribbler than Musala, I don't know how you say his name, bro. I'm going to be honest. I don't know how to say his name. But this kid, low-key, I know I'm a bozo for the way I'm saying his name. Um, This kid, do you guys see uh, 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 Messi in this guy? 
because um by the way it's just me no co-host no guests we'll have like i said we'll have viewers on in a second to give their opinion i don't know how to say his name moose moose this podcast is not about teaching me how to say names and read all right it's about us talking about football and fifa and all the great stuff like that man but is have you seen a better dribbler than this kid i think this kid is the guy the closest to Messi when it comes to dribbling. Like, he gives me those vibes. Obviously not Messi because I'm not even compare one with the other. Get that out of here. But I, dude, the way you, there's like eight players in the box and he just runs with the ball very close to his feet and nobody could tackle him. Okay, granted, I know what people are going to say. It was against Costa Rica, bozo. But the truth is Costa Rica was beating Germany at one point in this game. For everyone that's listening, I know you guys listen at different times, right? If you're not watching the live and listening to it live, then um, what just took place is Japan just just won Spain and Germany's group, okay? Spain came in second place, which puts them on Portugal's side. And Germany and Costa Rica are out. Is this Moose, how do you say his name, bros? Is this German kid the best German player, yes or no? Is he the best German player they have? Because there's Havertz, there's Leroy Sané, there's Gnabry. Is he the best? Mo, Mo, Musiali, Musiala, 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 Musiala. I don't know, bro. It is what it is, bro. Musiala, I got it. That's close enough, Musiala. I love it. It's kind of close. Hey, we take that then. Hey, somebody will teach me when they call it in a second. But anyways, listen, man. Is he the best German kid? Is he the guy? And I'm going to be honest with you. Because I know people will instantly compare him to Pedri and to Gavi and to this one and to that one and to that one and to this one. But Pedri and Gavi and this guy, they all, they're different. They're, di- they're all different. They're all different players, bro. But I like this kid, man. There's something about this kid that just, that really, really makes, makes me happy. I don't know. There's something very, very juicy, man. He, he just, he seems really good, man. How old is he? That's probably, I, I, you know what? Look, I'm actually the host of this, of this show and I don't even know, I don't even know his age, but I'm pretty sure that he's gotta be, he's 19. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, wow. He's only 19. That is wild. Yeah, man. This kid has a lot, a lot, a lot of potential. All right. I, I don't know where to start the podcast. Um, I think we should start with Germany. Okay? I think we should start with Germany. So I'm going to need somebody who's gonna that wants to speak about Germany to call in in a second. But I'm going to give you a, a very, very controversial thing. Okay? First of all, this World Cup has been one of the most controversial World Cups since... 2000 and which one was the one that took place was it in Korea that one was very controversial they actually came out and said that um that uh you know there was a lot of uh 2002 yeah that one was very very controversial okay so there's a few things we got to talk about in the beginning of the world cup germany uh put their hands over their mouth in protest of some stuff that was going on in the World Cup. You guys know what I'm talking about, okay? Everybody knows there's no point in going back. Um, but yeah, man, there's there was uh, they put their hands over, right? And um, after that, uh, there's a call that sends them home. Um, was the ball out of play? Did the refs 
Send Germany home. Talk to me, man. So what, let me let me kind of break it down if you didn't watch the games. Japan's second goal comes off of a play where the ball could be completely off the field or maybe it's still touching the line. It's a very, very tight, close call. It's a very, very tight, close call. And um, and uh, this, this goal that potentially could be out, could be in, uh, sent Germany home, sent them packing. Um, one thing I do want to say before we talk about the controversy, today we made history, ladies and gentlemen. It was the first time an all-referee, uh, all-women referees did a World Cup game. <laughs> nah, this is a big moment, man. This is a big moment. It's a big moment in our sport. They did a good game as well. They did a good game as well, man. It has to be said. They did a fantastic game. I didn't, you know, I thought they did a great game. And one thing that was very interesting to me, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but uh, the, the, the women did the Germany game, correct? Was it the Germany game or the Spain game? It was the Germany game. It was an all-women referee in the Germany game. And I will say this. I don't know if it because it was women ref. The boys did not yell at the ref. Did you guys notice that? I did not see anyone yell at the ref. Maybe this is good. Maybe having women ref put the boys in check. Maybe they're afraid to scream at them. This is the move, boys. This is the move. Listen, Ruben Diaz in the Portugal game got a yellow card, and he can get another yellow card and potentially miss the round of 16 if he gets a yellow because he yelled at the ref. If it was a female referee, he wouldn't have got the yellow because he wouldn't have yelled at the ref. Nah, this is brilliant. I think women should do every game. I think women should do absolutely every game, bro. It's good. This is good for our sport. The boys stop yelling at the ref. There's This is good, lads. Anyways, is the ball out of play, yes or no? Talk to me, man. Is the ball out of play? I'm going to get a few people real quick. I'm going to bring you into the, 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 the podcast, and you're going to say yes or no, and I'm going to send you back, all right? Let's go quickly. First one, Simon the Goat. Simon, 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 okay, Simon the GOAT does not want, okay, boom man, here we go, boom man, welcome to the podcast, are you there, hello, boom man, okay, hello, okay, this is, you, 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 okay, okay, is the ball in or out? Out, out. Out? Yeah, out. 100% out? 100% man. Okay, thank you, I'll bring you back up in a minute, okay, first one, it's out. Boom man says it's out. The first one says the ball diluted. What do you mean, bro? All right, man. Here we go. Next one. Young killer. Young killer. Hold on. Let me bring him up. Young killer. Young killer. Welcome to the Stick Talk podcast. How you doing? Young killer. Oh, man. Are you there? Yo, can you hear me? Oh, yes. Is the ball in or out? In. In? 100% in. 100% in. Thank you. I'll bring you back up in a minute. Young Killer says it's in. It's 1-1, lads. It's 1-1, lads. It's 1-1. We got my boy, Victor. We're going to bring Victor up. Hello, Victor. Welcome to the Stick Talk Podcast. How are you? Hello, Victor. Victor. Welcome to the Stick Talk Podcast. How are you? Oh, oh. Good. How are you? Okay. You got to mute me in the background, but that's okay. Is the ball in or out? It's in, bro. 100%. 100%. I'll bring you back up in a little bit. Victor says it's in. It's one-to-one, lads. It's one-to-one. We're going to bring up one more, and then I'm going to give you my final opinion, and um, and then that will be it. Here we go. Nav, welcome to the Stick Talk podcast. It's two-to-one right now. 
uh, you are going to be someone that, uh, you know, kind of breaks it down. Here we go. Is the ball in or out? The ball is in play, sir. In. 100% in. You are ready to send so. a nation yeah. home for this. I believe so. You believe so that you can't, you got to come in with a, you got to, you can't, you can't be a head referee and say, I believe so. It's a, it, you got to come with hair on your chest and you got, yeah, and, and let, that's, you, the, that's the point of VAR, man. They're supposed to check for me. Nah, his, hey, we kicked him. His opinion doesn't count. His opinion doesn't count. This guy wants to go to VAR on a decision that's already been made. His opinion doesn't count. That one doesn't count. Next one, next one, next one, next one, next one. We got to bring one more, man. We're going to bring J Pro in. Now, guys, J Pro is a Man City fan. And as you guys know, um, never mind. I was going to make a joke about the stadium being empty, but it doesn't work. J Pro, how you doing, man? Is the ball in or out? Welcome to this TikTok podcast. I'm going to say it was out, man. I'm going to say it was out. It was out. Yeah. Are you, you're, you're doing it for the content. I love that. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Pro said it's out, which means it is two to two. And now it's up to me to make the tiebreaker. Um, honestly, for me, as a Portuguese man, I think the ball was out because I don't want to play Spain. So I think that I think I don't want to play Spain. So I think the ball was out, man. To be honest with you, I think Spain should have won the group. I, I don't want to play Spain. So as a Portuguese man, I think the ball was out. Is that fair? See, this is why I can't be a ref, bro. Because I'm going based off of who? Zero ball knowledge. Listen, I don't want to play Spain, man. How good is Spain? Guys, for anyone listening at home, if you don't know, Spain is going to play Portugal in the round of, uh, in the quarterfinals if they both can get past their first game. So if... Spain gets by Morocco and Portugal gets by either Switzerland, Cameroon or Serbia. They will face each other in the round of in the quarterfinals. So it's tricky, man, unless Portugal doesn't win their group. So there's a whole thing happening tomorrow. Anyways. All right. So it's a very controversial one. Um, But what's not controversial is this. This is crazy. Japan went to the World Cup and lost to Costa Rica, but beat Germany and Spain. Ladies and gentlemen. Unbelievable from Japan. I, I don't even know what to say right now. They beat Spain and they beat Germany, but lost to Costa Rica. Big ups to big ups to Japan. They won the group. It's probably the craziest upset of uh, uh is it the craziest upset of the World Cup? Yes or no? Besides Belgium and Lukaku. Um, yeah, man. I, I we're gonna get to that in a minute, but Lukaku low-key could be uh one of the worst number nines, man. How do you miss that, man? Oh, Morocco's the biggest. You think Morocco? You think Morocco? You think Morocco's more impressive than beating Japan and Spain? I mean, beating Germany and Spain? Oof. Oof. I got to bring somebody up for this one. We got my boy uh, Simon the Goat. Okay, Simon. Welcome, Simon. Welcome to the uh, TikTok podcast. Welcome, Simon. How are you doing, bud? Simon, are you there? Hello. Hello. It's 2022, my man. It's, all you got to do is unmute. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. How are you doing, Simon? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Um, so you're a Barca fan, so you're used to controversial uh, referee calls? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Wait, you actually agreed. Uh, wait, I was just kidding. I, that was a joke. Hey, Simon. Well, okay. I'm okay, listen, fan, listen. But yeah. Okay, listen, 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 listen. All right. Do you, do you, what's more impressive, Morocco winning the group or Japan beating Spain and Germany? I think 
Neither. I think it's Japan winning the group. I think Japan winning the group is even more surprising because you have Germany, a big nation. You Spain, just confused me. Nation. Dog, you confused me. You confused me. You confused me. You conf- Wait, I, I, what's more impressive? Morocco winning the group or Japan winning the group? That was the question. Do you, do you want me to pick one of the two or can I say on my own? Because I think neither of them are more impressive than Japan winning the group. Simon, you're confusing me. Are you drunk? You can't come on the podcast drunk, Simon. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll say, I'll say Morocco winning their group. I'll say that then. Oh, Simon, you confused me. I love you though. I'm gonna bring you. My hey, fault. you have a good take? Uh, yeah, I have a good take right now. Is it about anything we're talking about? Yes. Okay, go on. My take is. Mm, was okay. I think Are you lagging? Senegal, you're lagging. I think. Am I? Am I? No, lagging? you were lagging. You were lagging in real life. Okay, go on. Okay. I think Senegal will upset England. That's what I think. In the round of 16s? Yes. I okay. Think I pr- they will upset England. Oh, I appreciate you. I'm going to throw you down. Thank you. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I'm not, I, I don't want to jump to the England Senegal yet. I don't want to jump there yet. I don't want to jump there yet. No, 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 no. Stop saying W's. Everybody's spamming W's. Knock that off. We're not jumping to the knockout stages. We have so much still to talk about in these stages. We have, we got to talk about the ball being in or out. We got to talk about Japan. You guys are jumping to England when we got to talk about Japan, bro. Y'all are selling, bro. We got to, we got to give Japan and Morocco their credit. This is what I do want to say, man, because we're on the talk of the group stages and stuff like that, man. Uh, big ups to again our awesome sponsors, hey, Philo. I, I, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna let, I'm gonna let you guys know all about Philo in just a minute. But we gotta talk about this, y'all. Is Portugal officially one of the best teams there now? Because everyone was hyping up Spain, but Spain didn't even win their group. So is Portugal, Brazil, and France the best three nations there? We gotta talk about it, man, because this has to be talked about. The only teams that got the job, do- the job done. France, Portugal, Spain. But France lost. But France was playing with reserves. Now, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Portugal has not played their final game yet. If Portugal makes all nine points, are they the best team there? Yes or no? Does it matter to advance with nine points or is that just for like show? If they advance with nine points, no. Everyone is saying no. Doesn't matter. All right, man. Y'all are Portuguese. Y'all, y'all haters. Y'all haters. Y'all, y'all are haters. I'm going to officially say y'all are haters. How? Nine points is fantastic, bro. Nine points is fantastic. Someone said Japan is better than Portugal. You are probably the same guy that said that Fati and Rafael Leao are good, as good as Mbappe and Holland. I, I cannot take your opinion. Uh, uh, I cannot take your opinion here, man. All right, man. I am going to bring some more callers in. I want you guys to talk about the round, the round, uh, the group stages. We're not talking about round of 16 yet. Group stages only. All right, we're going to bring in my boy, uh, Javi, okay? Javi, welcome to the Stick Talk podcast. I appreciate y'all you being a part uh, of, of the podcast. Give me a take of, of the group stage. Oh, man. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me on, man. Um, I'm good. How are you doing, man? I'm, I'm, I'm doing great. I believe that we will win. All right, go on. Give me a good take. <laughs> uh, good take, good take. I got France breaking the World Cup curse, bro. I think they're going to do it. This They're going to go back to back. Do you think they're going to win it? I think they're going to win it, bro. Because I would have thought group stage, because there's a, I, I just France, I was like, you know, with all the injuries and all that, I was like, France might not even like make it out the group, but they tech, they, they held it down. Yeah. They lost to, uh, was it 
Dusania or whatever they're called. Yeah, the but they weren't pla- they weren't playing the actual starting players. There wasn't like it, they put out their best lineup. So it, 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 I, I like what you're saying. First of all, you brought the, you brought up France, and I like you brought up France because FIFA uh, FIFA the EA Sports game has predicted yeah. the last couple World Cups. I don't know if you know that, but they've simulated the last couple World Cups and they gotten it right. Um, and they say France will win it. Um, with that being said, there's a supercomputer. I don't know if you've heard about the supercomputer, but the supercomputer has predicted like the last four World Cups. And this one has Portugal versus Argentina in the final and Argentina wins it like one nil in extra time. That's the supercomputer. So EA Sports FIFA has France winning. A supercomputer has Argentina winning with a goal in extra time. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't believe in predictions because the Simpsons said it was going to be Portugal versus Mexico. (laughs) <laughs> man don't even get me started with mexico bro because i'm mexican don't, oh! don't even get me started with that man oh no bro oh i feel so bad for you man dude i mean me me personally like i have i've watched the sport like day in day out like all i watch is soccer 24 7 uh-huh I, I knew when when the roster came out bro i knew we weren't making out the group stage i <laughs> i like you felt it. I just knew it. I felt yeah. it, bro. I felt it. And it, and it's, it's not it's not the players to me. It's more of just Tata Martino cuz Tata Martino from the qualification to like the Nations Cup or whatever that thing was called. Uh-huh. And then losing Copa Oro, bro, like that we we went from from Juan Carlos Osorio, el profe, uh who to me in my opinion did really well. Yeah. Like to to be a Germany team that had just won the World Cup like I thought, me personally, that he that he should have stayed on. But with Tata Martino, I was like, man, like I just knew we weren't going to do well. Like he didn't he didn't do good in Barca. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't do good in Argentina. I think when he managed the team, I think he did manage the team. He mm-hmm. didn't do, do he didn't do good. And I knew when we got him at at Mexico, I was like, yeah, we're not. I don't think we're going to make it in the group stage, past the group stage. And I was right. And it sucks yeah. to say, but twenty twenty six, hopefully, new coach will rebuild. One thing, uh, one, yeah. one thing I will say about Mexico is I saw a lot of a uh, lot of lot of like uh, posts after they got kicked out, and there was a post of uh, El Chucky Lozano, who's arguably y'all's best player, walking off the field, and he was yelling. At, I forget what player he was yelling at, but he was yelling at one uh, of the players. Yeah, yeah, he was saying he was showing. He was telling me you have to finish that, and, and he had a great chance. And I'm not gonna lie to you, I think that ball hits the hand. Um, hey, that got, ball hit the hand. That ball uh, hit the hand. 100%. If, you, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Mexico was winning two 0 They needed one more goal to advance, pretty much, and the 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 who were they playing they were playing against uh Saudi Arabia uh the Saudi the ball Arabia, gets yeah. it's it's the goalie's out of position the ball gets put back inside to the middle as a, as a little sweaty goal from Elchuki Lozano and i personally think the ball hits the hand so once again in a world cup did mexico kind of get done dirty even though they didn't deserve it let's be honest cuz their first two games were horrendous did did they get done and the VAR didn't check it, by the way. The VAR didn't check. And I don't know, man. Do the refs have something against Mexico, man? Because it's been a, f- a couple, like, major competitions I mean, where, where stuff 2014. I mean, 2014, mm, man. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. we, we, we're not going to get there because I'm going to get heated. But um, it's, it's a tough one because I've, I, I saw tweets. Some of the sports analysis analysis guys were like, no, like, VAR checked it. But they, they say they didn't see enough evidence. Which is weird as fuck because I think uh, who was it? Um, I don't know if it was it was Portugal or I don't know if it was now, Argentina. This is, what I was gonna, this is what I was gonna say, Javi. This is what I'm gonna say real quick to cut you off. Yeah. Uh, if the if the Bruno Fernandez one is a penalty, 
because the yeah, player's yeah, falling he, backwards and the, the ball, he stops the ball with his hand when he's falling backwards. If the Bruno one is a penalty, then the one in the Mexico game is a penalty. And for nice. me, it's a penalty because even though you're using your hand to keep yourself up, if you're stopping a clear goal with the body part that's not supposed to be there, then, okay, so here's my thing. You know how like when the ball hits the hand and we're like, oh, it's not a penalty because it wasn't intentional? Okay, so, right. so like, the, the, like the whole thing is like, the VAR is like it's the interpretation yeah it's like like I don't know man like it's one of those things where like in the VAR we cut the hand off but on the penalty we don't cut the hand off you get what I'm saying like I, I don't know it's kind of like a weird one for me bro like it's, when you're it's, it's the ref's interpretation eh, it's a weird one I don't know man listen Javi I appreciate you coming on I appreciate you talking man sorry about Mexico but I do appreciate you coming on it's all and, good man hey man I'm going I'm rooting for Portugal dog I'm a United fan Bruno and Dalot bro those are my boys hey I saw a TikTok this morning that said uh, there was a dude wearing a Mexico shirt he kisses the badge and they're like yo why you have the Portugal flag on your back and he pretty it's a joke pretty much but he's like oh man Mexico is my family but Portugal Cristiano Ronaldo is my amigo so I'm supporting <laughs> <laughs> nah hey, bro and, and, I, and I, I said it all my Mexico Mexican friends, they're all like, yeah, that's the one right there. So it, 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 it seems like it seems like a lot of the Mexican people are supporting Portugal. You love to see it, man. Hey, I appreciate you, Javi. Thanks for coming on, man. Love you, brother. Appreciate you, dog. Love you, take, bro. Take care, man. All right, y'all. Hey, man, he made a lot of good points, man. I think the ball touches the hand. A lot of controversial calls in the World Cup. And you know what's crazy to me, guys? Is this is a WNL take, man. How is there so many controversial calls when there's VAR? I thought VAR was going to clean up our game to the point where we don't have to talk about referees no more. WRL take, boys, be honest with me. But I feel like we're talking about refs more than ever, right? There's a controversial call with the Mexico game with the handball. And the Bruno Fernandez one, is it a penalty? It touches the hand. Is the Japan one out of play? Yes or no? Is the Belgium versus uh, Croatia, is he offside? There's a Belgium-Croatia one where like, bro, if I pull the picture up, I know it's a podcast, so I can't really show pictures, but if I show you, this is so close, bro. Like, I think, I don't know, man, there's a lot of controversial calls, man, and I'm going to be honest, VAR was supposed to clean our game up, and I think it's making it worse than ever, bro. I, I don't know, man. It, it's, it's, um, it's, it, 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 there's, there's a ton of controversy, man. I, I don't really, I don't really get what it is, but shout out to all my Mexican listeners, listeners, man. If you're, if you're from Mexico or you're Mexican and you're listening, I want to say this and I hope you guys don't take offense to this. You guys getting eliminated was the best thing that ever happened to you because I believe that your, your, your nation needs to rebuild and needs to look at different players and I think that if you guys would have gotten through, that people would have just been like, oh, it's okay. We, we'll, we'll just keep going with what we did because at least we came out the group. But this will let everyone know it's a reset. It's time for a reset. Not just from the manager, but the players need to look themselves in the mirror and, just, and they need to see who should be there and who shouldn't be there. Mexico needed this, man. Mexico, 44 years of always making it out the group stage. And this time they didn't. And, it, and, and I think this is really gonna, you know, they lost like the US like three times in a row or something like that. This is gonna, to make them have to change stuff and I think this might be good for Mexico and in four years I know it's a long time away the next World Cup maybe we'll see a bigger uh, a, a better Mexico you know what I'm saying and the same thing goes for Germany boys because Germany gets eliminated out of a group that honestly they, I, should Germany have come out Spain Costa Rica and Japan and Germany goes home and we got to be honest with each other the talent for Germany is there right? The talent is there. Rudiger at center back, unbelievable. Neuer, even though he's a little bit shaky and not the man he used to be, Neuer's incredible. Then we have the, oh man, don't make me say his name again. I only said it right one time. I'm going to go for it again, boys. Here we go. Uh, 
uh, uh, uh, man, you know what? I'm having a hard time with it, bro. Uh, you know who I'm talking about, though. The, the young 19 year old, okay? Um, Musi, Musu, Musi, Allah. I messed it up. Anyways, him. Then you have Havertz, who's a talent, right? Uh, you have players, man. Kimmich, still a great player. Uh, Mueller, still a great player. And, and they're out in, in the group stage. Um, you know, it's it it's it's tough, man. I would love I would love to have a, a German come on and really give me um their opinion on all of it, man. But um wow, man, it's it's someone said Mueller's trash, man. I, I I don't really think so, man. I think I think Germany has a much better team um than what they pulled out. But uh yeah, dude, I, I think I think this World Cup has been um I think it's been a beautiful World Cup. You know, we have a lot to talk about still, but I think it's been a beautiful World Cup, man. I think that um, I know Germany and, and Mexico are out and stuff, but I think that I think it's been a beautiful World Cup. Besides the controversial stuff, I think that we've seen a lot of goals, a lot of interesting games, a lot of crazy games, a lot of dramatic games, um, and a lot of crazy upsets. Denmark, Belgium, Germany, uh, Spain. Uh, guys, is there more? The, the, the France loss, even though they weren't playing their, their real team. There's been a lot of crazy upsets, man. And um, I think it's I think that's what people want. You know, I think today um, I'm going to be honest today when I was watching the Spain versus uh, Japan game and the Croatia, ver the Costa Rica versus Germany game. I thought they were the most boring games in the world. And then halftime came and the second halves made those games some of the best World Cup games I've seen in a long time. It was incredible. Like there was a time where Costa Rica were going through out the group, and I was like on my seat. I was like, "Ooh, this is crazy." Um, but yeah, man, that was uh, that was that was wild. So we'll bring up uh, we'll bring up uh, I want to bring up somebody. I want to bring up somebody else. But uh, I, what what topic should we jump on now? We've touched Mexico. Uh, tomorrow, if you, when you're listening to this, tomorrow st uh, Portugal still has their final game. Tomorrow's the final day of group stage, which is Brazil playing their game in Portugal. By the way, if Portugal happened to mess up first place, we could still see a Portugal versus Brazil in the in the quarterfinal in the in, in the round of sixteen. Ladies and gentlemen, did you hear what I said? If Portugal ends up messing up tomorrow and get in second place, we're gonna have a Brazil versus Portugal in the round of sixteen. This is crazy. This is wild. And, and a lot of people might be like, that's not going to happen. But Portugal can't play a lot of players because we're kind of dirty. I, I'm going to keep it honest with you. We're kind of dirty. Why? Ruben Diaz has a yellow. Bruno Fernandes has a yellow. Uh, Ruben Neves has a yellow. Jabon Felix has a yellow. There's one more player with a yellow. And if you guys don't know, your yellows only reset after the quarterfinals. Which means if Portugal plays any of these five guys, we could not have players for the Serbia, Switzerland, or, or Cameroon game. That's wild. But then if you play them in that game and they get a yellow, you don't have them for potentially the Spain game. This is wild. Portugal's in a tough place, man. They're in a tough, tough place. So hopefully you rest players and I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. It's, it, it's going to be a very, very interesting one. Uh, but after, as we're closing off the group stages, my favorite to win the World Cup, um, if Neymar gets healthy, is Brazil. If Neymar does not get healthy, um, you know, a team I'm most impressed with, and a lot of people say, I know a lot of people are going to say I'm, I, I ride them, but I'm very impressed with, with England. I know. Um, again, everyone's going to say, wow, oh, you're riding, you're riding. They did the most points so far out of all the big teams. You can't take it away from them. They did the most points out of all the big teams, more points than France. Look, everyone's laughing. Everyone watching the live is laughing. They've done the most points. 
Come on, y'all. Am I lying? They've done the most points out of all the big teams. Okay. Let's keep it a full stack. They're on seven. Okay. They're on seven points. Um, they've put up goals just like France did, just like Spain did. They put up a lot of goals and um, they did their job. Look, we all said that Spain was going to win their group. They didn't. England did. England is doing their job. W or L take. Look, don't put your like feelings in. Don't be like, oh, I want to see England get eliminated. Take that out the way. When you look at a World Cup, or can you say like England did their job? Be honest, y'all. They did their job. And maybe it's a Mickey Mouse group. Maybe it's a Mickey Mouse group. I know people are going to say it's a Mickey Mouse group. But um, I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. The United States did a great game against England. And the truth is this, man. I know people are going to say whatever they want to say and hate and hate and hate. But look, when England was in games where, you know, it, it is what it is and not like big deals, they still didn't lose. France was in a game where it wasn't a big deal. They lost. You know what I mean? W or L take, boys. France lost, you know? England hasn't lost. England looked good defensively, looked good, off, good offensively. We got to give credit where credit's due. Brazil tomorrow uh, is going to be in the same boat as England most likely. They're probably not going to lose their game either unless it's a crazy upset. So we got we to put England there, boys. We have to put England somewhere, bro. We can't just be a hater, man, because I know I, it is what it is, man. They made right now. Are they the team coming out the group with the most points? Yes or no? And I say they are. I say they are. And you know, we're running around talking about all these players like Gavi and Pedri and the, the young German. Yo, Rashford's cooking. Foden's cooking. When, he, when they finally got the play, play, they're cooking. Oh, Morocco has seven. Okay, so Morocco came out with seven as well. Bros, I'm telling y'all, man, we got to give credit where credit's due, man. These teams are coming out. I'll bring, uh, I'll bring Herb Zingo in real quick. Herb Zingo, welcome to the podcast. My uh, my fellow Englishman, Erbzingo, welcome, 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 welcome. Whenever he unmutes, we'll get him, we'll get him involved. And after this, I want to talk to you guys about our awesome sponsor, Philo, in a minute. But first, Erbzingo, uh, uh, how you doing, man? I'm good, bro. What are you saying? I'm 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 saying that I'm not just riding England, bro. Okay, I'm not riding them. But how do you feel? How do you because seven points, three games, Mickey Mouse group, whatever, whatever. As you can see, no group is Mickey Mouse in England and in the World Cup. No, yeah. no group is Mickey Mouse. Ask, ask, ask Germany about that. Ask Spain about that. There's no Mickey Mouse games in the World Cup. So with that being said, how do you feel about England? And I'll say one more thing before you talk. Spain beat a team 7-0 and didn't win their group. Yeah. And everyone, everyone was riding high on Spain. Spain were, oh my God, be scared of Spain. Oh my God, Spain's that team. They beat a team 7-0 and didn't win their group. Y'all beat a team 6-2 and still won your group. Talk to me. How do you feel about England? Listen, like I said, for the first time in a long time, I can feel confident about our England team. I know we had our golden generation back in the day with Rooney, Scholes, Gerrard, Lampard, Ferdinand, Terry, mm. but it didn't work out. Now, in 2018, we went to the semifinals. 2020, mm -hmm. we went to the finals. You can mm -hmm. say Mickey Mouse ride, whatever, but we still got there. And I feel like this year, we can have a, a decent run. I'm not 100% saying we're going to win, mm -hmm. but we got, a, we got a decent run in us. I think we can go deep. I think so too. We got a good team. Like I said, Rashford, he, he's cooking right now. Saka's playing good. Maguire, funny enough, the guy that pisses me off the most, he's holding it down. Mm -hmm. John Stones is playing good. Mm -hmm. uh, Bellingham and Rice, they got a nice little duo going on. So, like I said, in a World Cup, you never know. It's no two-leg games, nothing. It's one game. You either win or you go home. 
and yep. France, they're not as strong as they used to. And like I said, in a knockout game, it could go either way. It could be a nil-nil, and then it just falls to one penalty, one decision, and the team goes through. Like, you I never know, bro. In the quarterfinals, France versus England, if, if y'all get there, that's who y'all play in the quarters. Because of France's injuries to Conte and... and um, Pogba, and these two, yeah, to, yes, to the to these players, I think I think it gives England a very very good shot in this game more than if those boys were fre- were were healthy. Um, but again, both teams have to get there. If France and England make it to the make it to the quarterfinals, who do you see advancing? Me, that that's a fifty fifty man because based on paper and the way England are playing. I believe that we got a good enough team right now. The squad that we have at this World Cup mm-hmm. is better than France, but France have Mbappe. It's as simple as that. They have Mbappe. Yeah. He can probably take over the game and do his thing yeah. and wipe the floor with us. That's I what agree. I'm saying. He's the difference maker. So I agree. Y- you never know. You never know. Like I would say, I, I would say, I would say England has solid players all the way around, but they don't have that guy that's Mbappe. Because Harry Kane's never really been that guy for England that's going to like take over like that. You know what I mean? But who do y'all got that? Like Mbappe's such a game-changing player. I don't think England has that. I think England has to win as a team where Mbappe can almost carry France over the line. Does that make sense? Yeah, I feel like England's game-changer can be either Sterling, Foden. Mm-hmm. Sterling plays good for England. Sterling plays good for England. Uh, Foden, Saka started off good. And also, like I said, I know I'm a United fan and I'm always going to back Rashford, but he's got three goals. He's in a golden boot race. Yeah. So he can make the difference. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. And, then, and, and midfield the- as well. And, and our midfield, I feel like our, because they're missing Kante, because they're missing Pogba, like, who I'm, would you rather have? The French midfield or Jude Bellingham and Declan Rice? I, I think England have a... Rabiot I, in there and Rabiot yeah. barely beats for Juve. No, no. I think, I think England have a really good midfield. I'll say this. I think England's World Cup is going to come to this. And I know people are going to give me an L. But I think England's World Cup comes down to Harry Maguire and Stones. Because you guys are such a team that your games have to be close. Your games have to be one nils, two ones. I think they got to be close games. And I think if Harry... Forget the rest of the team. I think if Harry Maguire shows up and Stones show up and they play at a high level, I think England could beat anybody. But it, they got, it starts with the back because England's not one of those teams that's going to outclass you up front and pass the ball around crazy and hold a crazy amount of possession. They're just one of those teams that are going to beat you uh, in close games. They're going to get the job done. And I, I believe I believe the back line has to be incredible for y'all to go far. But Herb Zingo, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you talking. Good luck to England. I love you, brother. And we'll talk soon, yeah? All right, bro. All right, peace. All right, y'all, that's Herb Zingo. Appreciate him calling up. Nah, man, I really feel that way about England, man. I feel like the back line has to play good because we know the midfield's talented. We know up top is talented. Um, and and my, my truth is this. As a Portuguese man, if Portugal can make it all the way to the semis, which is going to be extremely hard because Spain looks like they might be in their way if Portugal wins their group, I hope England eliminates France. I do. Because I would take my chances against Harry, Maguire, Saka, and Sterling over playing Mbappe. But then at the same time, I don't know, boys, because I don't know 
how France's midfield is going to look. Anyways, guys, before we go any further, we have a lot to talk about. We still got to talk about this Ronaldo contract. We got to talk about uh, 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 Belgium. We have to talk about Belgium. We have to talk about Belgium. And 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 who I want to call up is a Chelsea fan. If I have a Chelsea fan in here, I need to speak to a Chelsea fan because nobody loves Lukaku better than a Chelsea fan. But before we do that, Philo's. Philo is today's amazing sponsor. I appreciate them. So I want to play something for y'all really quickly. Um, and then once we're done with that, we'll jump back into the podcast. We'll get a Chelsea, a Chelsea homie in here. Oh, Australia went crazy. We do got to talk about uh, that in a minute. Hey, don't go nowhere. Big ups to today's amazing, amazing sponsor. Let me run this for y'all. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Philo. There's nothing better than unwinding and watching a little TV. But not the hassle of finding what to watch or the cost of paying a crazy cable bill. That's why I cut the cord. If you love TV, Philo is your solution. Philo is live and on demand TV for just $25 a month. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has VH1, BET, A&E, AMC, plus more than 60 channels like Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, Paramount, and Discovery. Now y'all know me and my girl just moving to a brand new house and getting our TV set up and starting to watch our shows was super, super easy with Philo. Speaking of shows, never miss a minute of your favorite shows and watch them without any contracts, commitments, or hassle. Philo allows multiple profiles, multiple streams. Everyone in the house can have their own saved shows and up to three simultaneous streams. Never fight on who gets to pick what to watch. Easy to use and super easy to sign up. Watch from your phone, your laptop, your TV, your Roku TV, your Fire Stick, Apple TV, Samsung or Android TV. With Philo, you can start watching in seconds for less money, for less hassle, and channel comfort. Sign up today at philo.tv. That's P-H-I-L-O.tv. Use the code STICKTALK to get 50% off for your first month. And we are back. Yo, Philo, I appreciate you so much for sponsoring today's stream. Make sure to check them out, guys. I appreciate y'all very, very, very much. And um, let's get back into the podcast, man. Again, appreciate uh, uh, the sponsorship today, man. Now, with that being said, um, let's talk about Belgium, um, the end of a golden era. Now, I want to say something really quickly because a lot of people don't know about this. But if you're English, you know about it. If you're Portuguese, you know about it. We had Luis Figo, Ricosta. A lot of the listeners might be a little bit too young, man. But for my older heads that are listening, maybe when you're driving to work or something, Ricosta, uh, uh, Abel Chevier, Ricardo Carvalho, Pauleta, Nuno Gomes, João Pinto. It was the golden era, man. We had a lot of great players and we did nothing. We did nothing. And Belgium. Belgium, Belgium, Belgium. Kevin De Bruyne. Give me some names here, boys. Kevin De Bruyne, Hazard, Courtois. Um, um, my boy uh, Vertonglen, my boy uh, Witzel was out there. Lukaku was out there. Um, there's a lot of talent. Company was part of this team at one point. Mertens was part of this team at one point. Alderweireld, I, I suck with his name, but he was out there. I believe Nigolin played with these boys, correct? Did Nigolin play with these boys? I believe he did. Nothing won, and now they got knocked out of the group stage by what a lot of people will say is a older Croatia, right? An older Croatia. And, um, oh yeah, Fellaini played with them as well. And, um, and uh, Lukaku missed the sitter. I want to bring a Chelsea fan in um, to talk about Lukaku. Um, here we go, man, because Lukaku played for Chelsea. Uh, Kami, what's up, man? Welcome to the uh, Stick Talk podcast. How are you doing, man? Welcome to the stream. I know I see you have like a little Chelsea badge, so you're a Chelsea, Chelsea fan, right? Hello? Are you there? Talk to me. Please unmute. Okay. Maybe not. 
I don't think he's there, y'all. I don't think he's there, y'all. Hey, you hear me? Oh, he's there. Welcome, 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 my Chelsea fan. Hey, how much Chelsea did you watch when Lukaku was there? A lot, the whole season. Beautiful. How do you feel, man? You see this, you see this massive, is that one of the worst, worst World Cup misses of all times? Ah, man, it's uh, bad. Yeah, dude, I, I, I feel bad for him. That's a bad miss, uh, man. Yeah, he, oh, uh, man, I feel bad for him. I was, he had like three chances, dude. It, okay. It's sad for him. Boys, everyone watching the live real quick, on, on a, 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 would you say that Lukaku is the one where they hit the post where it's pretty much an empty net? Are you saying it's top five worst misses in a World Cup? Let me know real quick in, in the chat. And Cammy, you, you tell me, man. Do you, like, do you just think, seeing Lukaku perform at Chelsea, do you just think he's just an overrated number nine? Do you think it was just a bad day? What are you saying? He hasn't been the same. Um, just He just hasn't been the same. The player that Chelsea bought, when he was at Inter, we thought we were getting him, but he, it just wasn't the right system. And then he just went downhill. It, it, it was just not a bad. It was not a good fit. He's just not the same player. Do you think it's he, confidence? Do you think that Chelsea kind of kind of rotten him a little bit? Do you think that England maybe just no because he performed at Everton? So I don't know. What, what, yeah, yeah. I think it's confidence. I think it's a little bit of lack of confidence. Yeah, because he uh, last year he also gave an interview about Thomas Tuchel, which caused him to get suspended, and then after that he just wasn't the same. Yeah, well, I, I know that I know that Kevin De Bruyne. I think after game one, maybe he said, or maybe to game two, he said that Belgium was too old, and that yeah. they couldn't win the World Cup. And then I think it was like Vertonghen or something after the game that said maybe the guys up front are too, too, too old. And then supposedly Lukaku broke up a fight in training camp. In practice, I mean, suppose they were like get ready to box. So, um, do you do you do you pin this on Lukaku or is it all of Belgium? What do you say? No, it's the whole team. I know the game, the, that game, that Croatia game was on him, but the team, the team just wasn't clicking. Mm. I mean, this isn't the same team we saw in 2018 go to the semifinals about to beat France, but it's just not the same team. Everyone got too old. Hazard, he, he just wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. It just the whole team got too old. It's the same team for three tournaments. Ba- based off what you saw at Chelsea right now, would you take Kevin De Bruyne or would you take uh, Bruno Fernandez? I, I take KDB. KDB is the man. I yeah. know. K- yeah, KDB is the man. You would take KDB. Yes, KDB is the guy. KDB has been the best cam in the world for maybe four years. I would also take KDB. I just want to see where you're at with it. I, I personally, like, if I had to bring one player to Befica, I, w- I would take Kevin De Bruyne. Um, yeah, KD, KDB is the man. Yeah, I can't I, believe I can't, I can't believe we sold him twice. Crazy, absolutely incredible. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on the Stick Talk uh, uh, podcast. I appreciate you. We'll talk soon. Yeah. All right, no problem. Appreciate Thanks. you. Um, yeah, man, guys. I, I look. Uh, I think Bruno this World Cup has been miles better than Kevin De Bruyne, but I think that. Um, Kevin De Bruyne is good. Now, this is going to be a very controversial conversation that we're about to have, but I think it has to happen. Um, and I'm going to bring some uh, City fans in in just a minute. Are City players overrated? Uh, I'm going to give you some names. Ready? Um, Rodri at center back today, which that's not his position, but it is what it is. Has he been good this World Cup? I don't know about that one. Kevin De Bruyne did not show up. Joan Cancelo, arguably top five worst players at the World Cup. Uh, Ruben Diaz got barbecue chickened uh, in the game. He has not been good. 
We have not seen many City players perform. Foden was benched, finally got some PT. When he did get PT, he looked good. Um, but City players have not played well. There was an argument going around football for a very long time that Salah is just a system player to Klopp. My question to you is this. Are the, are the players at City Guardiola's system? Oh, it's juicy. This conversation is juicy. I got to bring in City players, man. I mean, City fans, they talk this one out with me. But are City fans just system players? Um, we did see a good, a good performance from Alvarez from, for, for Argentina. Uh, but he couldn't even, he couldn't break the starting 11 until the last game. So we can't really throw him in there. We're talking about players that broke the starting 11 into the lineup, the, the big boys, João Cancelo, Ruben Diaz, Kevin De Bruyne. These are the big boys. Um, Bar- Bernardo Silva, for me, has been horrendous this World Cup. But I got to eat my words because I went back and I looked at stats, you know? And uh, Bernardo Silva, I think, has one of the highest pass completions in the World Cup. I think his last game, his pass completion was like 95%. And I know you guys might think I'm weird, but I went back and I watched Portugal-Uruguay last night, you know, with no nerves by myself, just sat down and watched it. And um, Bernardo Silva was remarkable. Um, the runs, the, 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 towards the end of the game, the way he controlled the game, the way he played the game, the way he, he's sitting deeper for Portugal, but he was incredible. So Bernardo Silva was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Bernardo Silva has been pretty good, but he's been one of those silence good players. He's not the same player that's at City though. So I'm trying to say to y'all, at City, you see him, he's lively. For Portugal, he's very hidden. So I'm going to bring in Pro real quick. And um, Pro, welcome to, the, uh, welcome to the podcast. You are one of the only City fans in the world. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It was just a joke. It was just a joke. Um, uh, Bruno, Bernardo Silva, he's, he's, he's not performing the way he performs for City. With City, he's more involved in the attack. Juan uh, Cancelo has been poor. Ruben Diaz has been poor, arguably. Rodri, eh, I mean, he is playing center back, doesn't really count. Um, how, what do you think, man? Are these players, city players, the system players, or do you think that you know it's just um, uh, maybe too many games? Like, what do you, what do you think? What do you think is going on with the city players? I don't think they're system players. I just think like Cancelo. If you even when he watch City, mm-hmm. he's way better on the left than the right. Way better. I I think not way. Maybe way better is crazy, but he's better. Mm-hmm. And Rodri's playing center back. So when when those players are playing like that position the whole season so far mm-hmm. and you switch it up, I think that kind of affects them. Can, can I ask you a question, Pro, without like, I know this always starts arguments, but are, mm-hmm. are Premier League defenses overrated? Um, what I'm saying by this is this. VVD, Ruben Diaz, Juwon Cancelo in the Premier League, they look outstanding. But is that because teams don't attack them enough? Because when we see these players go up against the Real Madrid's and the Bayern's of the world, they get exposed. And now in this World Cup, Ruben Diaz got exposed. Juwon Cancelo got exposed about three times. Rodri, I know he's playing a different position, but was exposed. Are these players, is the Premier League, because of the way Man City and the way that Liverpool control games and how offensive they usually are, and I know it's I know it's like a a, a league that's really like offensive and stuff. But is it offensive because the defenders aren't as good? You get what I'm coming from here. Does that make sense? What yeah, I'm trying to say? I, I agree with you. I think because when you watch when you watch the games, the uh-huh. 
the teams that play City and Liverpool, Chelsea and stuff, they sit back. Like, they play like they're scared. Madrid, Madrid isn't scared. Bayern's not scared. Like, they attack, attack, attack. Fulham and those teams, they're not going to attack us. Yeah. So I think... You guys don't give yeah, the possession the prim, for them to attack you. They don't. You don't give up the yeah. possession enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the Prem, our defense isn't like... It doesn't need to be good mm-hmm. compared to, like, Madrid and Bayern and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is what but I wonder. Yeah. This is what I wonder. I think it, it's a little bit overrated. You're gonna give defensively. You're, you're gonna laugh at me when I say this take, but mm-hmm. if Harry Maguire played for Man City, would he be one of the best center backs in the world? Now listen to what I'm saying uh-huh. to you really quickly. For many years there, United couldn't hold the ball because their midfield reeked, right? Oh yeah. But if he, if he right. played with a team that doesn't give away possession, because when he plays for England, boys, he's disgustingly good. Mm-hmm. You can't take it away. He was great in the Euro. He's been great this mm-hmm. World Cup. This, this is I'm giving you guys facts here. But when I he plays for United City, system. that's what I'm saying. Does United give up possession? So, like, if he played in a system with Liverpool and City where they don't give the ball up, would he look incredible? Because it, what I'm saying is Ruben Diaz, VVD, these guys are great. Don't get it twisted. By the way, Ruben Diaz came from my team, from Benfica. So I, but again, Benfica was a team that never gave away possession in their league. Right? Mm-hmm. Benfica is City of our league. Unless we play against Porto or Sporting. We dominate the game. So you can't really see how great a player is defensively because most teams aren't going to attack you. So what I'm saying to you is if if Harry Maguire played under City system, you know, would he be as good almost as Ruben Diaz and VVD? It's an interesting conversation to have. It really I think, is. I think, yeah. If he plays anywhere but United, probably... Because, it's, like you said, he's so good for England, man. He's, he's so, so good. You can't, you can't take it away. I, I would say this, bro. He's been probably top six center backs at the World Cup. People mm-hmm. are not going to admit it. People are not going to admit it. But he's probably <laughs> been he's probably been, he's probably been in the top six, man. I, I, I really yeah. do. Yo, pro, I, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. I'm going to throw you down, but I do appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Guys, hear me out. Do you guys hear what I'm saying? Like, he has been extremely good for England. You can't take that away. So what I'm saying is, does Harry Maguire reek? Or did United reek for a long time? And I'm not saying now. I'm not saying now. I'm not saying under 10. Can everybody agree with me that I'm not saying under 10? I'm saying under the old systems of Ali, of who was there, when, like all those old systems, did... With Pogba and those people always losing the ball, was Harry Maguire exposed because of just a bad team in front of him? Um, because I wonder, dude, you know, if Harry Maguire played for one of the better teams, would we have actually joked and laughed about him? I honestly don't know, boys. It's it's a very, 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 very important, important take. Um, do we have any Cristiano Ronaldo fanboys? Because I'm going to need some Cristiano Ronaldo fanboys. If there's any Cristiano fanboys I want to call up, I got to talk to you about Cristiano Ronaldo's legacy. I need a Cristiano Ronaldo fanboy. I can't bring Urbzingo. I know he's a fanboy. I can't bring him up. I need a Cristiano Ronaldo fanboy. If you are in the Discord, tell me what your name is. I want to bring you up if you're a Cristiano Ronaldo fanboy. Because Cristiano Ronaldo has recently been offered to go play for $200 million in Saudi Arabia. 200 million. Now, this breaks down to 16 million a month. 
3.8 million a week. $760,000 euros a day. 96,000 euros an hour. 1,060 euros a minute. And 26 dollars euros a second. Ladies and gentlemen, making 26 dollars an hour in real in real life is amazing. If you have a job making $26 an hour, how that's a good job, right? Give me a W if that's a good job. I know like stuff is expensive now, but $26 an hour is a pretty good job. This guy is being offered $26 a second. I need a Ronaldo fanboy to come speak to me. Does this ruin his legacy? He's obviously going to be the most paid player of all time. I don't think anyone's ever made money like this. Is he a sellout? Is it going to ruin his legacy if he goes to Saudi Arabia? And the next question is, where do we find these games? I'm going to keep it honest with you, bros, because I am trying to watch Cristiano Ronaldo score 100 goals a game, man. I mean, I'm not trying to disrespect the Saudi Arabian League, but I got to watch this, man, because Ronaldo is about to go hamburger, bro. Nah, man, where do we watch? Where can I buy these games, man? Where do I buy this package? Does it come on Telemundo? What does it come on, boys? You know what I'm saying? Because I got to find out where these games come on so we can watch. Do I have a Cristiano Ronaldo fanboy? I need one. I need one. I need one. And when you come up here, I need you to have that energy. I need you to be about that life. Cristiano Ronaldo fanboy. If you are on Discord, give me your name. I'm going to bring you up. Um, We got to talk, man, because... You know what I mean? You can't be a Cristiano Ronaldo fanboy and have a messy picture. By the way, I don't, I do not, uh, I, I do not, um, uh, uh, I do not accept that. Now, I will say this: if if I'm Cristiano Ronaldo, do I take this? Wowzers! Um, for me, for me, oh man, that money's crazy. Um, do I take this if I'm Cristiano Ronaldo? Um. Um, see, it's weird, right? Because I don't, Cristiano Ronaldo's rich. Well, we think he's rich, but we don't know what he's done with his money. So I don't know how much he needs money. And this is not a thing about money anymore, right? Because this is a thing about his kids. His, his babies will never, ever, ever have to work for the rest of their life. This is a family thing. This is family. This is family wealth, bro. This is generational wealth. This is, this is your grandkids being good. This is your family being good forever, forever. This is not just Ronaldo being good. This is family generations being good because he took this deal based and the money he has already. So the question is, do you take this deal? And honestly, for me as Cristiano Ronaldo, my answer is no. But for my family, yes. W or L take. I'm going to bring up, I believe Lucas. I believe Lucas is a, is, is a Ronaldo fanboy. Let's see. Lucas, are you a Ronaldo fanboy? Please say yes, Lucas. Yes, sir. Lucas. Let's go. Let me get a C. There it is. Uh, two hundred million a year. Does it ruin his legacy? Do you take the money? Uh, listen. If I'm Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, he's playing for passion. He's that guy. No, of course he's not taking that deal. He has money already. He, I mean, listen. He has so many businesses, like the opportunities, the the his boxers and stuff. You know, he has the money. He doesn't need that really. He wants to play for passion, but if he really can't find the team, I think he should go. Mm. See, I like, I like, no, I do like what you're saying there because I think that, um, where are you from? I like your accent. Uh, Croatia. Let's go. My man, my man, my man, my man, my man. Chat, can we get a heart span for Croatia, for, for, for Croatia in the chat? Um, uh, congratulations, by the way. 
Thank you, thank you, man. Uh, Guardiola, best center back in the world right now. Everybody is saying that you're that I'm speaking to Luka Modric. Imagine, imagine if you, what's up, Luka? How you doing? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Imagine, Chaz, Luka Modric. Um, nah, man. Hey, congratulations. Um, uh, what I was gonna say, man. Uh, I like your point, dude. I don't think Ronaldo's in need of money. I don't think that's a um a thing for him. Honestly, you know what the move I'm making? I'm sitting down with with wifey. And I'm going to ask wifey where she wants to live. You know what I'm saying? Does wifey yeah, want to go to Saudi Arabia? Do the kids want to go to Saudi Arabia? Because, again, now you got to put the kids in in, in uh, Saudi Arabian uh, schools, so they might have to learn that. I mean, obviously, that's probably English teachers out there. But, yeah, man, there's a lot with the family, right? Do, do you bring them to America, to the MLS, and and have them go to schoolings here? Do you send them to Saudi Arabia? I'm, I'm pretty sure they have amazing schools out there, too. I think I speak to the family, man, and see where the family's at. Um, because I'm going to be honest with you. I had this conversation with my cousin last night and give me your opinion. If you're Messi or Ronaldo and you win the World Cup, do you retire on the spot? Yes or no? Ooh, that's a good one. Now listen, if I'm Ronaldo, probably because there is not, he completed the game. That's it. That's why I told my cousin. Yeah, Luca. that's why I told my cousin. That's it. You walk out right there. There's, there's nothing more you could break in world sports. You've done it all. There's no goal that's going to, there's no record you can set. It's over. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, dub knowledge for you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I spoke to my cousin about this because my cousin's a huge Sporting fan. He thinks that Ronaldo will eventually retire at Sporting. But I think if Ronaldo wins the World Cup, man, I think right there, you pick the World Cup, you show everybody the World Cup, you grab your jersey, you lay it on the floor, and you walk out that tunnel, and you leave. Uh, same thing for Messi. Same thing for I don't even think Messi goes back to PSG, bro. I think you just end it right there, bro. And you just say, hey, yo, it was a good run. And so, man, yo, Luca, I appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me, man. Nah, man, thanks for coming on. Take care, bro. Um, nah, boys, I leave right there. WRL take, man. I leave right there. I do not play for another team. I do not kick another football. If I win the World Cup as Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo, I take the jersey off. I show it to the world. Remember the Ronaldo? Remember the Messi celebration when he picked it up and he showed the name? Y'all remember what game was that? Was against Real Madrid? Was that the, the that was like what, what what game was that? Was that when they came back like four two or something like that? I don't remember. But with that being said, I show my jersey the way Messi did it when he beat Real Madrid. I show my jersey. I lay it down on the floor. I walk away from the sport, and I did everything I possibly could do uh, in the sport, and, and I walk away. But this money is crazy for Cristiano Ronaldo. I don't know if it ruins his legacy. I don't think you can ruin Messi and Ronaldo's legacy anymore, can you, boys? I don't think it's possible to ruin it. Now, based off Cristiano Ronaldo's ego, does he take it, yes or no? Two things I want to say. First of all, what makes him, what makes me think he takes it is because if he goes down as the most paid player of all time, does that make him the GOAT in his eyes? In his eyes, not in our eyes. Don't put your feelings in. If Ronaldo gets the check that no player's ever seen in their entire life, does he go like, oh, I'm the GOAT. Like, I deserve this. This is the, the let me show people what it what it's like to get offered a deal like this bro because he's making money that like lebron and none of these people ever seen this is like this is like this is like the biggest payday that anyone has ever seen in sports bro so does that in his head make him the goat like does that be like hey yo this is like i've done everything i did in sports to this moment at 37 years old i'm getting paid this much like imagine 37 million and at 30 years old, 37 years old, by the time he signs a deal, I'm pretty sure he's getting close to 38, right? Or maybe I'm tripping, maybe not. And he's going to make 225 million a, a season. Unbelievable, man. Big ups to that boy, Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, I don't know how much Messi gets if he joins the MLS. I think he gets 30% of Inter, Inter, Inter Miami. Um, 
but it is it is a a very 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 important thing. Couple more things to talk about before the Stick Talk podcast is over. Gapo to Manchester United. They say that uh, PSV is offer is asking for fifty five million. I think it's a steal. I think that's a steal. If this is real news, I think it's a steal. Gapo's been one of the best players at the World Cup. If they only want fifty five million, I would have snatched him up a long time ago. I don't know why that's actually. Do you guys believe fifty five is is enough? That's that's fifty five million for the best one of the best players at the World Cup right now is a lot is a very very good deal in my opinion. Um, I would snatch him up as quickly uh, as possible. Um, we're obviously talking about the World Cup, so some more news: Australia. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Australia, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Australia has to be one of the most Cinderella stories. Is this the first time they're making out of the group stage in the World Cup? Not only that, the passion of this country, their team was playing at like three o'clock in the morning and there was so many people since 2006, uh, since 2006. Okay. So there was so many people outside. So big ups to Australia for making out the group. Um, that's huge. And the games we have so far, I'll quickly run through uh, my predictions. <clears throat> I do want to bring one more caller on, man. I want to bring on one more caller, but I want to go to the brackets really quickly and give you my breakdown. Netherlands versus the United States of America. I believe the Netherlands will advance. I said it here. I believe the Netherlands will advance. Australia versus Argentina. I believe Ar- Argentina will advance. Croatia Against Japan, I believe Croatia will advance. The next game will be Brazil's game, but it's not there yet, so I can't speak on it. France versus Poland. I believe this will be the upset of the tournament, and Poland will eliminate France. I'm sticking with it. I just feel something crazy is about to come, and I believe this will be the upset of the of the World Cup. I've called it multiple times. Again, that's probably a really stupid take, but it's now on the podcast, so we can always come back and hear it. Um, England versus Senegal. I believe England will win it. Morocco versus Spain. I believe Spain will win it. And the next one will be Portugal versus whoever they play. Um, I don't know who's going to take that um, or, or how that lines up because it's not done there. Uh, we can go to the quarterfinals really quickly. I'll give you my honest opinion. Netherlands versus Argentina. I think Netherlands have a really good shot. Um, depends what Argentina shows up. If the Argentina shows up that played their final game of the uh, 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 of the group stage, they, they look good. If not, Netherlands have a shot. But... Um, yeah, man, I think the upset of the tournament is going to be Poland versus France. And I think a lot of people are laughing at me, but we've seen a lot of upsets. Give, 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 give me a W if you kind of agree. This is not like something crazy that we've seen a lot of upsets, man. And a lot of the big teams have choked. Um, and and, and I, I see it, man. I see 100% um, another big team choking. Do I think France is going back to back to another World Cup? I, 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 I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I could see Poland knocking them out. If Poland doesn't knock them out, I think they go all the way. I think it's going to be a smaller team that knocks out France. Uh, I think when it comes to big teams, I don't see many big teams that could be France. I think it's going to be one of those upsets. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't think it's going to be a big team that knocks out France. I think if a team knocks out France, it's going to be a, 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 a one of those um one of those uh trap games. And 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 if it's not that, then I think France goes all the way. Um, but it, you know, I think that a trap game will, uh, will be the one now with that being said, I love you guys. Did we touch on everything? I think we touched on everything, man. That was a fantastic episode of, 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 of stick talk, man. It really, really was. I, I want to say if, um, 
uh, I want to, uh, man, I'm thinking, man, is there anything else that I wanted to touch on, man? Um, is there anything else that I wanted to touch on? Touch on Belgium. We did, man. We spoke a lot about Belgium. Spoke about Morocco already. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story for Morocco. And not only a beautiful story, they scored beautiful goals, man. Morocco looked absolutely incredible. Um, they put up seven points. They leave their group with a goal difference of seven. That's amazing. I'm excited. when By the time everybody listens to their podcast, you'll, you'll know already. But I'm excited for the Brazil game. Because I'm excited to see if any team puts up nine points. Do you think Brazil or Portugal put up nine points? Do you guys believe? Um, I think if there's any team to do nine points, it's going to be Brazil because Brazil are very, 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 very strong, even with their backups. Um, and Portugal against South Korea, if we play backups, there'll be Matheus out there. Polinga will be out there. Rafael Leal will be out there. Cristiano, I would imagine, gets at least 45. Delot will be out there, which I'm excited for. Antonio Silva might get some PT. Um, but I don't know if Portugal beats South Korea. I don't know if Portugal beats South Korea in a game that they must have. I don't know how that one goes down, man. It's going to be interesting to see how the final day pans out. And then after the final day, ladies and gentlemen, we get the United States of America versus the Netherlands at 9 o'clock in the morning, my time. I am psyched for this. Um, I appreciate everyone listening to today's podcast. That is going to be the end of the podcast. I want to end the podcast by uh, one more time letting you guys know about uh, um, Philo, which is an awesome, 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 awesome sponsorship. Can we get W spam for them? I appreciate them sponsoring uh, today's um, episodia. I really, really appreciate that. So I want to play that for y'all one more time so everybody can hear uh, where to get involved if you want to get involved. Um, and then um, I'll be right back to uh, talk to y'all one more time. So uh, let me run this really quickly. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys, man. Um, and also, I want to let you guys know there's going to be a lot of watch-alongs for the upcoming games. We'll talk about that in just a minute. We'll be right back. Let's run this. Today's episode is brought to you by Philo. There's nothing better than unwinding and watching a little TV. But not the hassle of finding what to watch. Or the cost of paying a crazy cable bill. That's why I cut the cord. If you love TV, Philo is your solution. Philo is live and on-demand TV. For just $25 a month. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has VH1, BET, A&E, AMC, plus more than 60 channels like comedy central nickelodeon paramount and discovery now y'all know me and my girl just moving to a brand new house and getting our tv set up and starting to watch our shows was super super easy with philo speaking of shows never miss a minute of your favorite shows and watch them without any contracts commitments or hassle philo allows multiple profile multiple streams everyone in the house can have their own saved shows and up to three simultaneous streams never fight on who gets to pick what to watch easy to use and super easy to sign up watch from your phone your laptop your tv your roco tv your fire stick apple tv samsung or android tv with philo you can start watching in seconds for less money for less hassle and channel comfort, sign up today at philo.tv. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV. Use the code STICKTALK to get 50% off for your first month. Hi, y'all. Appreciate y'all listening to uh, uh, Stick Talk. I appreciate uh, today's sponsor. And I just want to tell you guys to make sure to listen to us Apple Music and Spotify. You can rate us there, man. Thank you for everybody who helped us put this podcast together. Um, I want to do the podcast like weekly during the World Cup. I don't know if you guys would be down to listen or down for that. But I would love, love, love to do it weekly where I bring you guys on because I love hearing y'all's takes, man. I appreciate everybody who called in. Um, you guys are amazing. We'll be back for another, hopefully, week uh, of Stick Talk next week. 
amazing podcast. Appreciate our sponsors. Appreciate everybody who put it together. And we will see you guys hopefully next week for another episode of Stick Talk Podcast. Y'all stay safe. Bye. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.